Welcome to Average Joe's Gaming Podcast with your hosts, Joe and Tom. This week's episode, Extra Life's Tabletop Appreciation Weekend. Hi, I'm Joe. Hi, I'm Tom. And we're back. Sorry about the delay. Sometimes things come up. Wow. Yeah. All right. I, you know, get things the, do happen. Get the moose out of the room right off the bat. Isn't that the saying? Moose? I don't know. I can't remember. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Yep. So uh, we didn't have a podcast episode last week, obviously. Although uh, we apologize for that. In our defense, we had a podcast and an interview two weeks ago. So, I mean, basically, you still got the content. But they didn't get to our great episodes. No, that's true. But they got yeah. the interview, which we was We made people pretty, sad. The, yeah, but the the interview was pretty dang funny. It was. But that was that a bonus. It was two dudes from America talking to an uh, Australian comic. A hilarious Very funny Australian, Australian comic. comic. Who had one wrong opinion about something, but otherwise, you know. I feel like he was perfectly 100% <laughs> correct about everything. And you and him did become best friends. We did. Yep. We're so are you the same people? I don't know. I Maybe. Don't know. But uh, I feel like we should hang out this weekend. There you so. go. I think if we head to Australia. Which we won't. Going. No, darn it. Why won't we be heading to Australia? Because you can't go anywhere anymore. That's true. But the bigger reason is because well, yeah. Extra Life Tabletop Appreciation is. Weekend is this weekend. Yep. Starting so, tomorrow. Starting tomorrow, I'm going to start playing games all weekend. Whether it's online or in person, um, so if you have if you have Facebook, uh, check us out on there. We have an event created. Uh, if you are creating a game online, like a room or something like that, you want to drop a link. You want to find some players, please do so. Um, also, we're going to try to raise some money for Extra Life. So go to our team page, donate anything more than a dollar. So if you donate a dollar you are going to be entered into a raffle ticket. And that raffle ticket, it gives you a chance to win several different games. All right. So we're giving away a copy of Borgata. Yeah. We're giving a copy away of Fences. Nice. We're giving a copy away of Elevator Up. That's a fun game. And we're giving a copy away of Floor Plan. We're giving a copy away of um, Were- Ultimate Werewolf Legacy. Oh, cool. And we're giving a copy away of Dice Forge. And Dice Forge is a great game. All you have to do is donate to our team page. Click the the Joe link, or uh, I have another team member, which is Noel. You can click him. I will maybe between now and then also get in on the team member thing. I just haven't had time. Wow. I I will get in eventually, but right now... (laughs) For now, we've got it's two members. Been, it's just been so if you donate to me, then damn two weeks. Uh, either way, you're going to donate to our team, hopefully. Yep. And if you do- donate to if you donate to the Joe Hammerly one, I will get a notification that you are donating. So there's a better chance of getting entered into that to win. So since I'm kind of in charge of picking the winners, right. so I get the notifications. Yep. If you donate to Noel, he gets the notification and then has to. Um, relay that to me. So it is a lot easier just to donate to the Joe one. Yeah, I'm not trying to pad my stats or anything. No, it is easier because it sends me a notification right away, and that way I can get you a a raffle ticket right away. And if I if I end up putting putting a page together, getting in there, you can do it for me, and I can let Joe know as well, and we'll we'll get it all together. But correct again, it's more of a deal where we just want you to donate. This is just a bonus weekend. It's something Extra Life came up with. 
uh, it's it's the tabletop appreciation weekend. So it's not. It doesn't have to be 24 hours or anything like that. It doesn't have to be two days long. It's just it's a bonus event because we're you know it's it's COVID. You know, not many people get to play main games. So yeah. we're it's an extra. It's a bonus event, and it's we're gonna have some fun with it. And I got a lot of great games we're gonna play in the next couple of days. And uh, that leads up to our November 7th game day, and I'm making plans for that, and it's going to be a ton of fun. So yeah, that will be 24 hours, yep. and if there's any way we can do a podcast about 22 and a half hours in, I think it would be the funniest podcast in our minds ever. Yeah. I'm Probably not sure it would be actually to. funny to listen to. Yeah, it's, it's going to be but horrible. to Joe and I, it would be very, very funny. Unless you enjoy two old guys snoring on the podcast. Or, you know, talking <laughs> and then eventually just doing it. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So anyway. That's, All right. So and yeah. that's basically what I cut out every episode. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. It is, so. when he, that's sometimes, that's okay. That's the real reason. He had to cut out all the sleeping last yeah, week. Yeah, that's what it was. It left it was us like 100% five minutes podcast, sleeping. So. Yep. Wasn't, no, I'm kidding. That's not true. I've actually made it. Every time I've done it, I've made it. Um, played Terraforming Mars last year at the 23-hour well, mark. Well, there was a couple started. different ones last year, and yeah. unfortunately, you had a toe amputated during well, yes, the one that Well, yes, that was not threw. pleasant. That was not a pleasant situation. <laughs> so I did help set it up you, as much you as I could. You helped set up, and, and then, then you just were not feeling well. Literally, like two days later, the doctor says, yeah, I think you're going into the hospital. And I told him, well, no, I have to go to work. And he says, no, you really don't. Yep. And the next thing I know, I'm in the hospital for a week and then home for two more. And it's just like, oh, that was pleasant. Yep. And we didn't so. know what was going on because no, no one I, had heard from you. Well, and and it's like, does yeah. anyone know what happened to Tom? Quite honestly, I think I contacted two people. One was my kid and another was Kim. a friend of mine. Yeah. And then, and I don't know if Kim found out somehow, but no, there were people who were mad at me because I didn't say anything about it. And I was like, well, I was in the hospital. I don't. How dare you, sir? I don't want people to come visit me that badly because I'm in a you don't want gown. Me to for care one for thing. you? Yeah. Well, you no, I'm see glad your, people. Your jiggly bits. I'm glad. Well, my no. <laughs> luckily, my jiggly bits never had to show. But um, no, it was just it was. I never even thought about it. I'm just it's like I'm in the hospital. I just want to sleep and get my medication that I need and have them eventually let me out and. All right, so home. that comes to the intervention now. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to get his medication. Yeah, exactly. No, I did, and actually, I never even took a pain pill after that. It's just uh, that's it, usually how they wean you off. Yeah, they just yep. stop you from cold taking, turkey. Yep. yep. But no, I. Uh, it was surprisingly you know, gentle in the clinic. But a big part of it was I didn't know what the hell was happening to yeah. me. You know, and I I had to go in and get follow up appointments, but I my foot was all messed up and i didn't know if i could drive or not and i drive a stick shift which means there's a clutch which means i need both my feet to drive it's optional not with a stuck not with a stick shift <laughs> we not. got that foot right off and you just jam that stuff yeah in that, that's a different deal <laughs> um but anyway so yeah the whole finally i figured out okay i can drive i can go back to work and and i was fine and then i started telling people and i had told my boss obviously because i think they would have been wondering where i was for <laughs> why aren't you coming into work oh hey, didn't i tell you no yeah you were missing for quite yeah, a bit yeah i was for... gone for 3 weeks as yeah, I, it was out of circulation. we we didn't know cuz you came over that night to help us set up yeah and then you just like went off well. the grid well and then i think i contacted you to let you know I, or else you were just to let you know i'm probably not coming until later if i can yeah it wasn't me cuz well. i had no clue i'm like I think has anybody Jess. heard from tom well, and I, I I know I got a hold of somebody and said, I don't think I'm going to make it today because I don't feel well, but I'm going to try and get there at some point. 
And Sunday rolled around, and I went, nope, there's no chance I'm going to. Or later Saturday, I was like, nope, no chance. Sunday, I was, I think, after that, then it was like I said, literally the next day, nope. I finally decided to go into the doctor because I thought I just had an infection. Well, I did. Don't you did. Me, I did. <laughs> That's the whole but reason I, why. I, I thought it was like a like a like just an open wound infection that I hadn't cleaned well enough or something. And he says, no, it's in your bone. And so I ended up losing Billy, my little toe, yep. my little right toe. Billy. Um, but uh, the you know the rest of the other four are fine. They're a little you know a little sad every once in a while. But, yep. But they're fine now. It's and, one time a year. And I'm healthy, so thank God for that. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to. Extra Could have been a lot worse. Could have lost the whole foot. Could have lost the whole foot. Yeah. Yep. So, so it just tells you. And I tell you what, it changed my eating habits, my my pop drinking habits, uh, changed a little bit of my physical activity, and then that went right back to where it was before. So you know. Some yeah. things change, but it did change my eating habits and my drinking pop habits quite a bit. So yep. I don't drink any pop. But you were anymore. able to make it to November one. Yep, I did make that one because yep. I was by then I was healed up, um, and that's why I say we played Terraforming Mars at. I think we started at f- five in the morning and we were going until eight, and that was after daylight saving time. So six of us played a, a game of Terraforming Oof. Mars. I actually won. I will never play a six-player game again of Terraforming Mars. It was me, Kim, Nate. Josh, Chuck, maybe it was only five. It was only uh, yeah, it was only five of us. But still, five player game is too many. Um, four players is where that game. Yeah, that's sits, a sweet spot. It sits, it sits at a sweet spot. Yeah, it's the best best count for that game. Um, but yeah, that was that was last year's extra life for me. I didn't get to make Joe's, and I wanted to really badly. And it's all right. Like I say, I helped it out. I helped out as much as I could. You'll I, make this one, or yep, and you I know, did, you'll disappear I I, for good. I'm pretty sure I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure I donated to you that for that one, and um, you know, I raised some for the other one, and it which was, it really didn't matter. Yeah, it all goes to the same place. It, that's exactly right. It, it, goes it all the goes place. the same to a great cause, yeah. and it goes to help a local and local fund. Really, so. kind of looking forward to it again. So, but yeah, this year the other guy's not doing his. Well, it sounds like he's going to try and do it, but he may do it more virtually. Okay. Um, it's it, I, I've talked to him a little bit about it, and. I think he's going to try, and he might try to find a location for it, but I think it's going to be on a different weekend possibly than the weekend. You're, it, I'm sure it's going to be a different weekend, in fact, than the weekend you're doing it. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right. So there may be another couple. But, I mean, again, all going to the same cause, everybody playing games, having fun, raising money for the kids. You know, and to be honest, he should do it the same weekend because then it gives people – an opportunity to make yeah to event. go to a couple of different or, or go to I mean, there, there is really no reason to split them up right it's it yeah. you it just gives people options to right. go to places so yeah exactly yeah. so so that's uh, that's that story cool so look forward to tomorrow I I have to work in the morning but I'll be here in the afternoon yeah and I'll plan on being here Sunday and then you then you're doing an escape room an tomorrow. escape room yeah I'm going to an escape room it's, and do you remember what the theme was. Yeah, because we just were down yep. the rabbit hole. Yep. Oh, God. And that was and uh, the theme Yeah, is Tom can't pee his pants or break right. down the door. Yeah, because the last time I did this, <laughs> well, and it wasn't me. In my in my defense, it wasn't me. But now that I'm a little older, it's been a couple of years. Uh, it's a chance. It could be me. <laughs> it could be. Um, yeah, you're literally locked in a room for an hour. And by the time we were close to that hour, we were solving it. We were, we were on the last couple of steps. One of the people that was in the escape room with us, literally had to pee so bad she was concerned that she would have to make him let her out. Yep. And then luckily we solved the, the last puzzle and got us out. Most of the time they're just drywall and, a, and kind of yeah, a these little are pretty simple cool. tra- framing. So, this I mean, is, you could just 
walk oh, you right could through if you it. Had you, to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but this is pretty cool because it had like a, a really well hidden magnetic door. Oh, nice. And when we finally figured out that was what we were looking for, it was like, well, now where's the obvious place for it? And it wasn't that obvious, but then the clue got us to that spot. So it was pretty cool. And I actually was the one that found the magnetic door. And then after that, it was some paintings we had to figure was out. Was it on the door. back of the building after you got out? No, it was <laughs> uh, It was in the middle. of. But there, I mean, it literally looked like there shouldn't be a room there. Oh. And, and you moved something, and all of a sudden you hear a click, and the door went pop. And it was like the wall just, and you didn't even see a crack until the door opened. It was really well done. The people that design those are very, very clever. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Adam. Yeah, he like he, he designs those. those. Yep. And he loves them. He does, but he, he's also helped design quite a few. Yeah, and balls. I'm not sure if he's involved in this one or not. I'll have to actually, I might yeah. have to check with him. Um, but the one we did, I don't think you did it because you were... I, a, I've only done an escape room once, and that was with my my boss. Yeah, the one at Geekway, though. Were you there the year that we did that? That must have been the second. No, that I, was I the first year. I think I was, yeah. That was the first year. They had a little five-minute uh, escape room, and it was essentially what it was was uh, two-by-four balloon walls that they'd put up with, uh, uh, like, tarpaulin. Okay. And they made a maze. They literally made a maze out of it, and it was puzzles that you had to oh. solve. So. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't, you didn't have to find a hidden room or anything like that. You just had puzzles to be able to get to the next. I suppose that's no different than an escape room in a box. Yeah. And it was really well done. It was, it was fun. And it was basically, they were just trying to promote the, the escape room company that was in St. Louis. Very cool. And I still get emails to this day from them. So (laughs) they're, they're obviously, I think doing well still. So, so Um, what have you had, what have you acquired the last um, couple of weeks? I haven't acquired anything. I've pre-ordered at least. Well, no, I acquired one thing. I got Captain America. Finally, the Captain America deck for um, uh, Marvel Champions. I've never heard of this game. It's a game that you would love. Mm-hmm. They had a Hulk pack. I think we talked about oh, that last weird. time. The Hulk pack. Okay. I might not have actually known because we didn't do the podcast. I had gotten the Hulk pack because that was the newest one, mm-hmm. and Captain Mar- Captain America was hard to get. They finally got it in at the store, and she called me, and I went and picked that up. So I got those two things. I need to sleeve and store. And then I pre-ordered a game called Mariposa, which is designed by somebody whose game you might recognize. I think is one of your wife's very favorite games of all time. And we actually, that's a game I have to add to the list. Is it Elizabeth Hargraves? Yes, Elizabeth Hargraves designed it. It's butterfly themed. Yes, I almost picked this up. Yeah, and I had it at Dragon's Den. Yeah, and I don't know exactly how it plays but i pre-ordered that so i should get that in hopefully by the end of this month is what she was thinking um and i did pre-order one oh any of the the uh the uh funko pop uh uh golden girls that i don't have which i believe is uh i have the betty white whatever who's ever with betty white and i don't know b arthur and betty white they're together right Blanche. It's Blanche. Okay, so I have those two, and then the other one's the one that she's going to get me. So Okay, cool. Yep, and then Funko Pop related, I did not get anything new recently because we talked about the Umbrella Academy, right? Mm-hmm. I did order Klaus, and I think I ordered something else, and I don't remember what it is, though. So, and All I right. still have another one. But, yeah, I didn't really acquire that much. Okay. How about you? Uh, I got a couple I asked, things. I asked surrounded by games. <laughs> I got a couple things. So I got my uh, the Zorro dice game. Yeah. Uh, from Kickstarter. So we we had had a pre-release copy sent to us, which we will yeah. also be giving away. Um, so 
we got I, I uh, kickstarted it as well, and that's typically what I I like to do is if I get sent a game, then I, I will also kickstarter it. So I went with the all in pledge, and yeah, so I got some really nice metal I mean, dice. They are heavy, six six sided full size six sided Zoro dice. I mean, they are just yeah. beautiful, and so I think the pledge was like fifty four dollars for the whole thing. And the dice alone, I've spent more on two dice yeah. than this this whole Kickstarter. And the Kickstarters blew my mind. You get a massive leather pouch bag to store everything in. And when I say massive, half my arm fits in this bag. Yeah, it's really um, nice. You get a cool expansion. You get card sleeves. You get Ziploc baggies. You get a dice cup that in the bottom of the dice cup... You open it up, and that's where you store your dice. Yeah. And then you get a cool dice tray with it. All of this stuff for 54 bucks. And it was pretty good. And it's a pull-a-pin game, which it's got the gimmicky box. Yep. But honestly, I noticed this little pin that's different. Yes. looks better than the one we got. Yep. you got for it, the... It's uh, like you're pulling a pin out of like a grenade. It's like a grenade pin, yep. so it's pretty cool. So I, I ended up getting that. Uh, Sovereign Skies was another one that, that one uh, I picked I up. I am excited That's from about. Deepwater Games. That was their deluxe edition. And it comes with really cool metal coins, and the uh, the box is this beautiful holographic art. Oh, it's comes with gorgeous. a beautiful neoprene playmat, and uh, and then they also sent me a really cool poster with a bunch of awesome artwork on it too. So it's I'm trying um, to figure out this. So the only thing this did not come with was the Kickstarter exclusives. Okay, and uh, other than that, it came with all the other stuff for the deluxe edition, and I was I was. Really, was it another level for the exclusives? No, it's just you had to kickstart it to get those oh, exclusives. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. This so I pre ordered through them, gotcha. but you had the option to pre order the deluxe edition, which came with all the Kickstarter stuff yep. except for the Kickstarter the exclusives. exclusives. Okay, so uh, now they have just Sovereign Skies, the retail edition, uh, edition available. I think it's like $39. You know, if that has the cool box, no, then I do not want it. So <laughs> unless I can order the deluxe edition, you can order the deluxe edition. Yeah, so but, I might have to do that. That's yeah. a really cool. So game. I had to pick it up. That I picked up another uh, the storybook games, and it's uh, Lost in the Woods. Yep, this is a uh, you have a number of these, correct? Yes, and I have them, uh, and they they were made by Yellow Games, but this is not. Uh, this is made by Purple Brain. Yeah. So I, I'm guessing that uh, the, the licensing license. for these games has gone to a different company, but it's the same exact style. Yep, it it's made in the same way, and I really like these. I like, I mean, you can play them with with kids, but you can also play them with adults, and yeah. they're a lot of fun. Well, and your wife's a big book nut anyway. Yep. not in well, that, and these these look they like look a book. like a dang book. If you're if you're sitting here. It's like he's got games, 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 three or four books, and then some more games. Yep. Now it'll be four or five books. And I'm like, why do you have all this books in the mega games? Oh, never mind. So then I also picked up uh, the Marvel Infinity Gauntlet game, which is basically Love Letter. Oh, yeah. Yep. Now um, and then I also picked up Yukon Airways, which I'm really excited about this. Hopefully I'll get it to the table tomorrow. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to look at that. Maybe make that the first it, game we play uh, So each person has a player board, and it is the, the gauges... In the cockpit. Cool. And then you roll these dice on the side of the board, and those go get separated into the separate areas. And the pips on the dice are the different level of passengers. Okay. And so you will try to get passengers in your airplane, 
and try to deliver them to the goods that they want. And so you've got cubes um, in different locations, and you're you're trying to match the color of the cubes to the match the color of the die. Gotcha. And it's it's mostly a pickup delivery game. I was going to say, it looks like a reverse pickup it delivery It looks game. so cool. Yeah. And so I, I saw a couple playthroughs on it, box and I saw great. a few pictures, and it's just a lot of cool components. So I ended up picking that one up. And then I was very excited about this. I did not kickstart it, uh, but... And I was kind of glad I did not kickstart it because that Kickstarter campaign was a disaster. And it was Evil Dead 2. Um, so the, the company Ooh. that did it had some massive problem and then another company ended up taking it over. And so finally, after like two years, the game finally came to fruition. So, And I, I saw it at Miniature Market. It was available. And so I, I ordered that bad boy. And so I got the, the the base game and the expansion. And if you've if you listened to Holy our show before, smokes. I am a huge fan of Bruce Campbell this and is... the series of movies. So yeah. I have the Army of Darkness board game with the pewter miniatures, which I just need to get back from my buddy. Yep. But now I have the Evil Dead 2 board game with these awesome miniatures. See, and this is the one, when I came in, I saw this big pile of games. I looked at most of them. This is the one I had not looked at very closely. So I did not see the coolness of the miniatures. Yes. And if you know part of the stories here, when we started Clank Legacy, my first thought was I'm painting these figures. Then I realized there's like 75 figures or something like that. So I've done four so far, and I'm almost done with five and six. Yep. But anyway, these are really cool looking. Holy smokes. So I picked that up. Um, and then I got Friday the 13th board game. Yeah. So I, I like horror board yeah. games. Even though I don't get them to the table much, I do really enjoy horror-themed board games. Uh, the other one that I, I picked up, which I like tropical and islands and yep. stuff like that. So the Island of Dr. Lucky looked fun to me. It looks like a card game. Uh, it's a board game board with card. cards. Yeah. And you are trying to kill Dr. Lucky. <laughs> that does look interesting. Um, and then I, I picked up... And so I grabbed that from uh, Dragon's Den. And... Uh, this one looks cute. He he started carrying uh, some kids' games. Because uh, he has kids and yep. grandkids. And, and so he... He would like to have a little more of a selection of that. More family And this one, stuff. really, I saw it on the, on the shelf, and it was an instant buy for me because Kathleen loves unicorns and narwhals. Yep. And this is a narwhal free-for-all, a ring-flinging game. And it just, it looked fun. I, I showed it to her, and I got the, the biggest squeal possible. <laughs> so she, she was very excited about it. That's the kind of thing that makes uh, I also picked up Azul, the card game. That one Which is 5211 Azul. And uh, it looked really interesting to me. It's just a trick-taking game. Yep, but the artwork um, is very Azul-like, if yes. you know that game. So I, I'd like to get that one on the table. I think that would be really easy at the table tomorrow. Uh, but I plan on playing quite late tomorrow. I plan on playing again on Sunday. Um, the other one that I, I picked up was Oceans, the limited edition that version. That looks really good. And so it's got some beautiful artwork on the back. And some nice components, so, if I'm yep, thinking right. Very it's cool a, components. It's the... Oceanic version of Evolution, if I'm it, not mistaken. I, I believe so. And it's one that's been on my radar, and he had it sitting on his counter, and they only had one copy, and I'm like, I have to get this. Yeah. And so I also picked up the two-player version of the Hogwarts battle, defending against the Dark Arts. Uh, it's a two-player game, Harry Potter. I picked this one up. Um, my wife, Jess, absolutely loves Harry Potter. Yep. And uh, 
we've we've tried to play the the deck building game, but it's kind of you don't have as many players, and it's a it's kind of a campaign game. It is. And so a... we really haven't gotten at the table much. But the two player game, I can play it with her, yeah. and James, my my middle son, he likes uh, really likes Harry Potter, so yeah, I will probably well, that, get him into it. The the original version of it, I think, is another sweet spot at four games. Yep. Five even would probably be pretty good with that one because you got more. Op- it's a pretty quick game. Well, and you have more opportunities to be effective yep. at five. It has the same problem a lot of co-op games have, which is you find a you know a captain that'll can take over. But if you don't have that issue, it's a pretty good game for a group of people. Correct. But you're right at two. I think it doesn't work as well because you don't have that many options to do stuff. You're you're limited in what you can and can't do. With a two-player designed game, and that's what I think the problem with um, uh, Seven Wonders was for two-player games. You just didn't have the options with two players playing Seven Wonders until they came out with Duel, right? And then Duel solved a lot of those problems and made it a really fun two-player game. And people were kind of itched to play Seven Wonders as a two-player game, but it just didn't work the base game. So. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, that's a lot of stuff, Joe. Yeah, sorry, I kind of went uh, it's okay. overboard. And then I've I've also got several notifications from Kickstarters that are coming in. So yeah, I've, I I think I mentioned last time we had a podcast. I did get my uh, not dice, which is yep, not game, not a game, but yep. a puzzle, and yep. they're pretty, they're really and beautiful pretty. dice. Yeah, if I can say anything about that game, I love the dice. Well, the dice I'm, are beautiful. I belong to a Facebook group because I was desperately trying to find out if there was a way to make it into a game. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe the people in the Facebook group would have a way. But it turns out all they want to do is put the dice together in really cool patterns, and they make some really cool-looking patterns. Yeah. Um, and so I might just, if I'm bored, I'm probably going to do that. Um, there are games, that supposedly. They're called games. The thing that hooked me on this was, yes, I do like dice. Oh, yeah. That's but it was a me. Celtic knot. Yeah, I like the Celtic and, knots. And I, I, I really like Celtic stuff. And so the Celtic knot dice was a no-brainer for me. Yeah. And then I got the game. And I'm like, oh, this is beautiful, and let's try to play it. And we tried to play a couple of it, and well, it and was just it was scenarios, basically puzzles. Yeah, it was it's basically puzzles. Who can complete the puzzle the fastest, and then move your little tracker? And it was just it or wasn't who complete the most of a certain. It was not yeah. a game for me. No, and so, me either. But it's again, love dice, beautiful chunky dice, really cool not dice. Um, but so I got that. And then supposedly still on the way is Chai Tea, Belfort, um, some card game, trick-taking card game with green dudes involved. I can't remember the name of that one, but I think we're never going to get it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and then I had one more. I think I've got, oh, some, uh, Starving Artist. So you're, you're waiting for five? Four. Okay. Five if I think that one's going to actually come. Okay. So I actually did a little research this morning on how many I'm waiting for. Oh, my gosh. And I am waiting for 30 Kickstarters. Oh, my gosh. And that's not even including the ones that have not completed yet. Wow. Uh, So I have 30 Kickstarters out there. And then I started, I made a list for myself. When they're supposed to be here, I have at least a dozen that were already supposed to be here. Yep. Um, Well, I've got two that were supposed to be here by now. That could very well become scams. What's um, the other one besides Goblin Grapple? Jumanji. <laughs> oh, I hope not. 
The so, problem the problem I had with that one when you when you pointed it out to me was, and and I believe it's the same guy who did the YouTube video. Yes, and he's in England, Germany. Or, okay, and he was in Europe. Mm-hmm. So my first thought when you told me he was putting a Kickstarter out to make those was, I am going to guess that even, I think it's about a thirty or forty minute video of him making the game, time lapsed. Mm-hmm. How much time do you think it took him in real life to make? Well, that? see, that's the thing is now they had a bunch of machines that were doing the stuff, and he had a crew of people but he in, was, in the video yeah. and the Kickstarter. But he was still using. He was using on the on the video. He was using uh, power tools. He was right. using really sophisticated shop woodworking tools, and I bet you it still took him two or three weeks to make that thing. Could be. So can you imagine? Even if you have a group of ten people taking two or three weeks. They're gonna put out ten games in that two or three weeks. Yeah. Well, I think they only, I think they only did, uh, like four hundred total games yeah. for the Kickstarter. Um, but the the thing, so I started reading the comments and the updates, and he has not done an update Ooh, for over two months. Not good. And that was kind of the comments thing. So apparently, like two and a half months ago or something like that, he appeared on the comments section. And they brought up a couple questions to him, and he avoided the question. And everyone has wanted to see pictures of the process or how the games are coming, and nothing's going on there. And so no communication or anything, and he hasn't logged in in over a month. That's never a good sign. So they're screaming that it's a scam. And when I started reading that, I thought, oh... Well, that sucks because I spent over $300 on this thing. Yeah. Well, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for you. It, it looked comes, cool because I'm because a huge fan. Oh, and I and love that. I love that video. I love the idea of that as, a, as something that could be a product. But my first thought was to make it that quality yep. is going to be really tough. And I'm betting that he bit off quite a bit more than he could chew. Well, and I'm okay with it being delayed. Yeah, I'm more than okay. I mean, yeah. even if it takes me a year or two to right. get this thing, that is worth the wait. It would be worth the wait. Uh, but but I wish he would just come out and say yeah. that because then then my heart wouldn't be like, oh, well that sucks. I just spend three hundred dollars for yeah. nothing. And since my wife is now listening to this, yeah, I mean it's coming. But I'm sure on the it's other hand, I did yeah. ask her permission before yeah. I backed that because something like that price. I always run yeah. by my wife. See, that's the beauty of not being married anymore, is that I don't have anybody to ask if I even if do it. if I didn't ask anybody, I still would feel like oh, yeah. garbage. Yeah, I no, I'm just, if I lost three hundred dollars right. on a Kickstarter, and I like I say the the Goblin Grapple thing at the point now where I'm pretty sure we're never going to see that game. One hundred twenty bucks. Yeah, and not that much for me, thank <laughs> God, because I didn't go in for the naming thing, but. The other one that I almost did not well, get. And see, my thing on that is we've waited. So it was supposed to be here December of 2018. Right. I looked. So we were, yeah, because we went to Geekway correct. 2018 in May. Yep. Blown away by the game. It was a really fun game. Now, not so much. Now I look back it's on it and go. It's just a fancy version of war. It was a war. really, really pretty girl in green paint and a miniskirt and a bra top. And it sounds creepy. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. <laughs> but man, they did a good job of of promoting that. They did a great to, job to dudes of particularly. promoting it. But 
uh, done a very poor job of backing producing it up. the game. Yeah, that's too bad because it's just a, a card game. It is. It's literally it's and seventy some cards. And it's just it, that one's very unfortunate. So even when I do get that one, if I do get that one, whatever, it's going to be a giveaway. Probably. It's, yeah, I, I, I have a feeling it will be because it's still one hundred twenty dollars. Yeah. That it's like. It was a fun I, game. It wasn't worth it. It was a fun game. They promoted it well at the convention. Yeah. They just haven't backed up backed up their nope. promotion at all. Um, my only other thing that I was ever concerned about is a scam. Well, there was two things. The one that was really concerning to me was the... I've talked about it before, was the paint rack guy. Because... Which he as, ended up asking for more money for shipping. Yeah. But then gave you a little extra. Gave me extra. Yep. Almost as soon as the Kickstarter closed, his partnership with the people he went into Kickstarter with broke up. They took his uh, CNC equipment. Um, then he had a series of things happen. Truck got stolen. Wood got stolen. Lost his equipment. Got fired from his job or quit his job or got sick. Or I mean, that literally went on for like two years. And finally, we get a notification. Hey, I, I'm producing them, but I can't afford to ship them for free. Can you send me $15 to ship them, and I'll give you an extra piece? Which he did. And they're really well done paint racks. But in the meantime, because I needed paint racks, I'd gone to Broken Token and bought, you know, six paint racks. Mm-hmm. So I really don't need them. So who knows? Maybe I'll give those away too. <laughs> um, but they're nice paint racks. So I thought I was going to get ripped off on that. Ended up not getting ripped off. The other thing is, quite honestly, was the was the uh, 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 table, the the uh, Tables, couch table. The, the cassette tape yeah, table? Yeah, the cassette tape table. I thought yep. that was going to be a ripoff because they were based here in South Dakota, just outside of Watertown, which is up north of where we're at right now. And they got a lot of play here in, t- in the in the state, in the newspaper, when they first announced that they were going to put these out. And they're really cool looking. But, man, it took them a long time to produce them. And What's it look like built? I don't know. <laughs> it's still sitting in a box in my uh, dining room. Eventually, I'm going to build it. Um, actually, I think that's... When I finally get another vacation where I can take a week off, that's going to be the goal. Ooh, next May. Sure done. No, I'll be gone then. Oh, okay. I, I usually used to, I worked for a bank, and in the old days, you had to take a week off straight in a row, whether you wanted to or not. Mm. I generally don't like taking a week off. I do now because of Geekway. I'll take a week off an extra day or two, but uh, I still don't generally like taking a full week off because I run out of stuff to do in that week. And now, where the hell do you go? Nowhere. I don't think I'd ever run out of things to do. Well, I know you have a, you have this big room and, and little kids. I have grown-ups for kids, and they don't pay much attention to their old dad. Although my youngest and I went out to dinner last night. So anyway, um, so I thought that was going to be a ripoff, and then we ended up coming home one night, and there's this monstrously big box on my porch. I'm like, what the hell is that? And then I remembered as soon as I saw the, oh, it's the it's the coffee table. And it's still sitting in my living room in a box where I have to walk around it every day. But, hmm. yeah. All right. It, it was like two years. I think it's only been two years. Oh, it's only two well, years. Well, when you, when you came and got the bunk beds, was it there? Uh, not I that it, I recall, but. But it was. It probably was. Because <laughs> I actually saw a picture from shortly after you came and got those. I had posted. I had taken pictures of the room after I started putting it together as a game room. Yeah. It still looks exactly like it did two years ago when I took those pictures. It oh. just came up on my memories and Facebook. Right. I'm like, well, I haven't made a lot of progress. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I moved all my paints into the room, and I put the games into a shelf, and I put up a TV stand, and now there's a, like old boxes, like four boxes that hold my pop boxes, and uh, 
I did put up the pop displays, so those look cool, but I kind of got waylaid. I just get busy with other things, and oh, I got my guns all put away. That was nice. So Cool. Yeah. So anyway, I forget how we got onto this topic, but that's sort of how this show rolls. Yeah, that's that's how we do things. Yeah. All right, so uh, what have you played? Well, I think uh, it was a Saturday that we came came over. Sunday. No, it was a Saturday. I think nope, Saturday I, I worked. You, no, this was not this week. This was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, played, well, that was played, yeah, two weeks Jess's ago. Birthday, two weeks actually. ago. Yeah, for okay. Jess's birthday. Yep, so we played. played I played Wingspan. Yeah, you. I had were a not massive migraine. Very well, so Again. Jess and I and Amanda play, and her friend played Wingspan. Mm-hmm. How'd you do? I did not win. Oh, I actually could not get my engine rolling. Ooh, and I was also spending about half my time teaching the friend who never played a lot of board games how to play. Uh, but I had fun. I always have fun playing that game. So that was the first game that we played, and then I think Sunday, I did not come over. No, and then we missed then the that week. following. Yeah. And then that following Sunday, because you had to work Saturday, that following Sunday we played uh, a game called Roland Wright. Yeah, Roland Wright. R-O-L-A-N-D. The dice game. W-R-I-G-H-T, like a name. Yep. A rolling a Roland Wright dice game, which was almost enough to make me just go, nope, not going to play it. I will admit I played but a game did. once. Yeah, I did. I once played a game called Deck Builder, the deck building game. Hmm. And it was only because someone almost forced me to. And it was actually pretty fun, but um, yeah, just names like that just drive me nuts. Um, I did not necessarily like Roland Wright all that well. It was okay. I loved I, it. I think I've mentioned in the past that I'm not a big fan of Roland Wrights. It was fun. It was fun. Um, you have everyone has a dry erase board. Yeah. You have a bunch of different colored uh, dry erase pens. Which that was actually pretty cool. And you are You're trying to make, make patterns. patterns of dots. Yep. So that was a little twist that I hadn't played on a game like that. Yep. In the past. Different cards that were tool cards and achievement cards, and uh, uh, there was a purple card that you can either take like, the points yeah, or like take a, the extra dots. And it just it was a lot of fun. And you get a goal. You yep. get a goal to begin with, and um, and the Kickstarter edition that I got. So I got this back in December of 2019. And so you get a dry race, uh, dry racer. That's a top hat. Yep. That's and we all thought. And it was then you first, get a first thimble that has a little dry race tip on it as well. And it's heavy. The yeah. It's heavy. It's like an actual thimble. But it's a very cool, very interesting way they did that, and it also has a solo variant to it. So see that would that would intrigue me because at least then you could, I don't know. I just like I say, there's so much. You're not a fan of rolling, right? I'm games. not, and I don't know why because I li- I do like okay, welcome to. Which is not actually technically not a rolling right, it's a flipping right. New Vegas? No. <laughs> no. Um, I actually kind of like Cartagena. I do like Ganshan's Clever. Okay. Um, that For some reason, that game, I got that game. But I have an issue sometimes with the weird rules that are involved. Like, okay, if you complete this, then you can do this, and then you can do this, and then you can use this to do this, and you can start chaining stuff. Okay. Well, I finally figured it out in Ganshan's Clever, but... This, the one that this Roland Wright, Roland Wright, um, has similar chaining mechanics. You yes. can, if you complete a line either on either side of the cube or yep, edge of across, the box, you know, the like a tic tac toe box basically. If you're doing a across the the middle, then you get another 
dot or yep. two so you can complete a couple patterns in a row that way. Um, and I finally got it. I think the second game I did a little better. Plus, we played it, we played it incorrectly the uh, first time a little bit. It was fun. I do. I will say it's fun, but they are not my favorite kind of game. My rating on that essentially was an average Joe. Okay. I can say it's. I've said before on an average, and we probably should explain our rating system, yep. shouldn't we? So, and mine was a smoking Joe on that. Yeah, you really liked it. I did. I and I, I do enjoy. Yeah, you like um, them. You like them. You like so I like them as sure. they're fun filler games. So our rating scale goes from a negative ten to a six. Yep, and the negative so ten is an island dice because it's not, not a, a game. game, which we've talked about in the past. Yep, uh, a number one would be a Joe Blow. That's a game that no, I don't want to play. It yep, again. we don't like it. I, we I don't tried it. Yeah, no. not for us. To us, like, it sucks. Yeah, it's a Joe Blow. It, somebody else may love it. Yep, don't like it. For me, Twilight Imperium. Yeah. <laughs> So number two is Joe Mama. Joe Mama's a it's an okay game. Yeah, it's a it's a it's obviously it's a step one above that we Joe, don't really want to play, but we will if someone needs another player. Yeah, if you need a player, hey, I'll play it. I know how to play it. I'll play yep. it. A three is an average Joe. It's a good game. That's our that's our game basically. Yep. It's it's a game that I'll play almost anytime somebody asks me to play. Tom it. is rolling rights. Yeah. Yeah, typically average rights. Joe. Yeah. Yep. Rolling rights would be a typical would be generally going to be an average Joe. There are a few like Ganshan's Clever that probably moves up the scale a little bit. Uh Cartagena maybe a little bit up the scale. Uh again, it's not technically a rolling right, it's a flipping right. Uh welcome to. Not Vegas version. But welcome to is probably a little higher than an average Joe. But just your just your average, yeah, it's an good average game. game. It's a, so you'll play you know, it when it gets to the table. Well, and generally most new games for me are going to be an average Joe. Because I've only played it once or twice. Yep. Because we uh, pointed out that you rated things really high, and then you're like, nope, not anymore. Not anymore. Nope, yeah, not going to do it. Not going to do it not now. Gonna... Screw you people. Yep. I'm not doing that anymore. All right. <laughs> yeah, right. Not you specifically. Wow. The other people. Uh, that's Tom Kleberad. It's who falls South Dakota. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, a number four is a smoking Joe. It's that's almost a, a knockout. That's a fun game. Yep. That's a game that I would play. I would actually probably look at considering buying that game, depending on how many people yep. I know who have it. A number five is a Joe Tacky. That is a game I will buy, yep. whether eight people I know have it or not. An example for that is Terraforming Mars. Yep. Almost everybody I know has Terraforming Mars. I still had to have a copy of it. I do not have it. I don't need a copy. You're an, yeah, you're, see, to you, it's probably that's uh, Terraforming Mars. Probably smoke an average Joe. It is a good game for me. Yeah, but it's one that I don't need to own because there's so many expansions right. and. Everyone I know has a copy. Yeah, and so. that's generally. There's a couple of games. Uh, the one that we played with the diving bell and the boats that you can tag along in deep sea. Yeah, I knew so yep. many people have that. I like the game. It to me, it is probably a high average Joe. But yep. I know four or five people who have it, and if they want to play it, they'll call me and say, "Let's play it." Uh, and then number six is Joel Mighty. It's your Excalibur. It's your holy yep. grail of games. For me, Euphoria. For Joe, Borgata. Borgata. Yep. Yeah, so we've talked about it enough. We know. All right, so that's our rating scale. Yeah. Uh, so, so for Roland Wright, again, that was uh, a smoking Joe for me and average an average Joe, Joe for, for Tom. Me. Yep. Now, again, not that I didn't like it. It's just that I need to probably play it more often uh, if I, you know, and I will play it, but... Then we got to play a couple cool little games that I picked up at Walmart for five yeah. bucks for Ravensburger, and we got to play them with with Kathleen. Yeah, this is so the first now one we played six year old daughter, correct? Was yes, she's six years old. Yeah, so quite the gamer. Yes, but the first one we played was Penguin Pileup, and that is where you have an iceberg that is balancing 
on a, a crisscross of cardboard, but it's got a little little like a like a, a, a rubber dome, piece, a dome, yeah, that and that's on. what you're you're balancing on. And so you go around the table, and everyone's trying to work together to put their penguins on top of the iceberg without toppling the iceberg. So or very the, simple little yeah. game. Uh, dexterity game, yep. Tom's favorite type of game. I love dexterity games. Yep. I've talked about that. In the Absolutely past. loves them. Yeah. <laughs> I, they I'm, can't see your eyes roll I'm on the, on the coming podcast. Coming around a little bit on dexterity games. You are Tokyo Highway actually. You, Tokyo Highway was pretty you, fun. We, we got that game <laughs> out. You're time, like, oh, by what? the time we were done playing it, it was like, okay, this has some intrigue. Yep. And the other one that we played with the uh, with Randy, the big, the big. Chunky pieces. Oh yeah, it's uh, technically not a dexterity River game, but there is some dexterity there elements is. to it. Yep, um, that was really fun. So I gave that one an average Joe. I really liked it, and I'm glad it got my daughter interested yep. in it. I guarantee you she'd be giving it a Joe Tacular or a, or a or a, a smoking Joe. I also gave it an average Joe. Um, it's a kids game. I mean, it's a dexterity game. Uh, I would play it if Kathleen asked me to play it. I'd play it if you asked me to play it. Especially if you wanted, if Kathleen wanted to play it, um, but I probably I never would buy it because I really don't have a reason to. Right. Um, it was a very affordable price. My, I think yeah, it was like four ninety seven. If my kids were younger, then I probably would because they they would enjoy it. They're gamers as well. They're more video gamers than anything else. But my youngest does tend to have to play board games quite regularly and has back them on Kickstarter once in a while. So. Anyway, so that was a uh, penguin pileup. Okay. The other one we did, which was I think uh, similar in the similar vein, and was it the same Ready, publisher. Yes, it was Ready, Ready Set, Set Sloth. Sloth. Yeah. Yep. And that one, that one was quite a bit different oh, than way the penguin pileup. Yeah. You're racing these sloths slowly up the very vines. slowly, but it was, and actually that was pretty fun. Yeah, and there was a little bit of strategy um, in that. There is some strategy. There's, you get these cards that have. It's just a strip. It's a strip. It's a strip. Yep. And you can put it either. You can put it either way. Yep, you, can, you flip so it one way or the other. You're lined up on a board. Your color is lined up on on the color of the board. And actually, the way the box puts together, it, it uh, you climb the board. Yep. And you can choose. You can look at it and go, well, my my sloth is here. The, the sloth on the strip on this side of it is sleeping. If I'm on the right side, if I put that one on the right side, it's sleeping and it won't move. If I put it on the other side, it's climbing up too. And in the middle, it's going to climb up none or it's going to actually fall down. Right. And sometimes you can't help but make yourself fall down depending on what you want other people to do or because just the way the sloths are positioned. But it was actually pretty fun. Yeah. I could see a couple of improvements that could be made to that mechanic in regard to, say, that you wanted to move it. You don't want it to – you can move it. If you can move the, the piece so that maybe two people wouldn't move at all, mm-hmm. but you're going to screw the person who's in the lead or help yourself and, you know – there's a couple things you could change about it because it's a little clunky in regard to how the it's all luck based as to how the uh, strips come up. Yep, but it's it was fun. It was actually pretty fun and it's really cool components. Yep, the I enjoyed that one. I gave it an average Joe as well. Again, Same here, kids average game. Joe. Kids game, play it with Kathleen anytime she asks me to. It might go up in in rating it as could. the more I play with it. Yeah, it uh, could, just or, that one has got some some replayability yep. in and my you opinion. Could, you could house rule a little bit too and make it a little more intriguing for adults. Yep, in that regard, so, like uh, observe the tiebreaker rule. No, never okay. observe the tiebreaker rule. That's mean. So that's pretty much all we played. Um, well, and well, I played I played Clank Legacy. Yeah, we, we did play that. I have two groups. I played yep. with you guys, and this is the group I'm painting the figures for, and the other group. Uh, we're, we play on Wednesday nights, and I forget where we're at on it. Um, but it's very. Here's the thing, and as I was thinking about this when I, was, when I knew we were going to do this today, um, 
It's the same game. Mm -hmm. It has not at all played the same way between the two groups. At all. The group I play with on Wednesday nights is a little bit mean. Um, We've talked about our friend Kim. She's in that group. She's really mean. Um, The group here, we're a little more cooperative. It's just strange. And I... Part of it is because it's just how how we interact as a group is we're well, more cooperative. When we took the game in, in our group, yeah, it, it's kind of a cooperative story. It is. You're working as a team. Well, you're a part of a, a corporation. You want to be the star of that right. team. So and, that's where the competition comes but in. But quite honestly, I think in this group anyway, we have all, for the most part, I believe, finished at the top of the heap at least one game. And we're at game seven or eight? Eight. We're at eight. We, we finished eight, right? Yeah, I believe. Start, no, no, we're, we're starting eight. We're starting the next eight. Time so we next play. time we play, we'll play eight. Yep. And I am thinking that we just finished nine in the other group. And there's ten, as far as we know, ten scenarios or ten sessions. But anyway... It's just weird how the game and the boards look different. Mm-hmm. The way the boards are laid out is absolutely different. Literally to the point where some things that were on the board on Wednesday night are in a completely different location on the board for our game on Saturdays or Sundays when we play. Yep. It's really cool. I, and it was it's one of those things where I was like, I wonder if I played with a third group, how different it would be. Now, the weird part of this whole thing is I'm playing the same figure. Okay. I have the same figure in both groups, but I have a different box which means I had different goals for my figure. So that was kind of interesting as well. Because I, I, I played with us first, mm-hmm. and then we had it at the other place, and I had the same character, so I was thinking I had the same goals, so I started immediately to do those goals again. Then I looked at my box and went, oh, crap. So we must be playing a different color then? Yeah, I'm playing okay. yellow. I'm playing yellow over there. And was it red? I think I'm red here. Red here, yeah. yep. Because I'm yellow here. Yeah. So it's so I had, to, I had to put my head into your goals, and it was like... This is not how I'm used to playing this game. Yep. So, but I've gotten it now. Where it's, but it's just fun to to do that. And I'm a different. I have a different role in that corporation than I do with our corporation. Um, and it's, but it plays. It's just fun. I and I don't. I've never run across that before. Where you can play the exact same game supposedly. Mm-hmm. But that's the point of a legacy game. They're not exactly the same game. Nope. They are a different game depending on who you play with. And that's why I think they've got really popular. And that's what I've heard mostly about Pandemic, is that the Pandemic Legacy. And that's the next one we're going to start, right? It's Pandemic Legacy. When we get done Either with that. Either that or Chargestone. We started Chargestone. Well, yeah, we finished. started your copy of that True. with a different group. Different but... group. Weirdly, some of the same people in both groups again. <laughs> but anyway. No, it's just that I, I had my doubts about Legacy games when I first I heard about I want to finish Risk Legacy. I do too, but that game was messed up. That's the weird part of that. It was yeah, we're wrong. past that. We got past it. Yeah. Um, that also got messed up for other reasons, but anyway, um, the, uh, I had my doubts about legacy games because I cringed at the idea of tearing up cards or marking up a board. I'm pretty good at it now. I'm good at it now because I became, I got to understand what they are. What a legacy game does Mm -hmm. is it's a gaming experience. It is not like any other gaming experience somebody else will play. And you become, you become the owner of a very unique game. Once you're done with that, and then you can play it. In Charterstone's case, you can reset it, play it. A yeah, you can buy a re- refill kit. But I think for Clank Legacy, it'll it'll turn into Clank. Just it, Clank. It does. Yep. 
but it's got different ways to get places and different things to go get and it's it's just been really fun to play it. Mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed it. So and it's weird that I got into two different groups and that the exact there's nothing the same at all between the two groups as how the game plays. That's really cool to me. So that's the other game I played. And that Clank Legacy is obviously right now it's a uh, uh uh, not quite a, a Jotacular, but it is a smoking joke for sure. Or no, it's not a Joe Almighty. It's a Jota- It is a Jotacular. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna wait to read it until I'm done. Until, yeah. yeah. Until, I mean, right now, that's where if I'm if I was ha- if, if we were done playing it, we said I can't play it anymore. We gotta be done. I would still give it a Joe Tag- a Joe uh, Joe Almighty. Okay. Still would. I just really like the game. or Joe Tacular, not Joe Almighty. I'm sorry. I, I mix up on our list. We changed it. You know, before when I wrote it down after I wrote it down. We changed it, and I didn't get the changes into my right down. Right. So yeah. All right. So uh, our giveaway for uh, crows overkill. Yeah. So that went to Robert Travas, our listener in Lon- in England. I don't, yep. think, I don't know if it's London, but he's in England. Uh, Oxford. Well, that's, uh, Shire, I believe. I think every. I mean, this is the American point of view. I think everything in England is close to London, right? Isn't that the same? Like everything he's in, in the UK. Everything in the UK. Everything in the everything in the USA is right by United New York. United Kingdom. Is, is, everything in the USA. Kind of like the United States. Yeah, is either is either near New York or near Los Angeles. Yeah, so, or maybe near Dallas. It's People in the Dallas. US or yeah. in the UK. Whereas I think the USA. It's almost is, like he lives in the world. Yeah, weird. Okay, so <laughs> anyway, he he won Crows Overkill. So congratulations, we we'll get that out to you as soon as we can. Um, you had a question for Tom about the Tiny Epic series. Yeah. If, if they feel a little gimmicky. And we talked a little bit about this and, and my blanket answer is yes, because they were designed to be gimmicky, but they also put together at least two very, very good games. Yep. In the, inside that gimmick. The Tiny Dinosaurs. Tiny Epic Dinosaurs. Because that takes from Dinosaur Island and Dinogenics. Yep. And it creates its own flair of a game. Right. It's a very, very good worker placement yeah. game. And Tiny Epic Galaxies, especially with the End of the Black expansion, is an extremely good 4X game. Mm-hmm. In a small package, that both those games could be could be in a bigger box. They could come with a board as opposed to cards that fit into this what four by six box or yep. five by three box. Um, but they feel like a solid game. I will tell you that I know you mentioned Tiny Epic Quests and Tiny Epic Zombies as real gimmicky, Correct. and they are. That's a game that, to me, you just put that together as a big board game. Both those as a big board game, especially quests. Man, that by the time you get done, you're filling up a whole table. Oh, okay. And, See, and I haven't played that yet. Tiny Epic Zombies is kind of the same way. It's got these cards that you lay out as in the pattern of a mall, and it takes it take up about a quarter of this table. Okay. So it's a, I mean it's a tiny game in packaging, but it's a big game in play. Whereas Tiny Epic Galaxies, especially the uh, micro edition that we played. Yeah, Ultra Tiny Epic Ultra Galaxies. Ultra Tiny Epic Galaxies. Literally, we sat on the same side of the table, and it, it took up, I don't even know, how, like three feet, if that. Not even that. It was like a foot and a half. Mm-hmm. The layout of the game and our 
our layouts were less than a basically foot, a though, play mat, a normal yeah. Play I mat. mean, it's a play mat, and and but it's still a really playable game. Yep. So yeah, it, the overall answer, yes, they are gimmicky. That's they were designed to be gimmicky. I think that was the idea of when they put them out with Tiny Epic uh, Kingdoms. I think was the first one, right? Yes. Um, yeah, it's putting out a tiny game that you could play during your lunch hour. They're fast. That was also, by the way, a good game. Um, they're fast. They're they're easy to port. Um, tiny Epic Galaxies was really good. Tiny Epic Defenders, meh, you know, it's okay. It's cooperative. Uh, runs into the same same problem every cooperative game ever has. Um, tiny Epic Galaxies, though, elevated them, in my opinion. Elevated them quite a bit. Really liked it. Uh, and and I didn't feel like it was a gimmick. Okay. Tiny Epic Westerns actually was also not gimmicky because it's the 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 premise of the game is it's poker, right? And that comes it's just a and card. You got cool bullet dice. Yeah, and it just it's a card. Those were gimmicky, but it was they were still you cool. Shut your mouth! But they were still cool. I'm not saying they're not cool. Gimmicky doesn't necessarily mean stupid. The dice are cool. Um, now, granted, the playmat. Have you ever seen the playmat? I have the playmat. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's huge. It does not obviously fit in the box. It barely fits in a tube, um, but it adds a lot to the game. You know what it fits in? Out. Those canvas yeah. painting canvas tubes. Yeah. I get a lot of those off of Amazon. I have a couple of those rock. that I've gotten actually from art supply places. Blick oh, Art Supply yeah. actually is where I got mine for like the side t- uh, side mat, which is humongous. Well, it's it's the board. Yep. It's, it's the entire board. And there's a couple others that I have that I bought that for. But anyway, so yeah, they're gimmicky, but there are at least, I'd forgotten about Tiny Apple Westerns, but there's at least three games that, even though they're gimmicky, are very, very good games. So my question with the gambling games, the Tiny Epics, right. you've got Tiny Epic now, you've got Ultra Tiny Epic yeah. with a couple of them, and now you're 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 seeing they just released Tiny Epic Galaxies, Blast Off, which yeah, is supposedly which is, a family version, more streamlined of the game that's already great. Yeah, and I don't know. So understand how do you feel that, about that? I, you know, honestly, I saw, I thought it was a kids' version of it, kind of like uh, Ticket to Ride Junior or Catan Junior or something like that. And I, uh, I did, I didn't pay a lot of attention because I was thinking it was a kids' version of the same yeah. game that I, I love. Uh, now you explained to me what, a little more about it, what it was, and I went, well, they probably didn't need it. I mean, the the version that's out now is family friendly. Well, now you're gonna have three versions of the same, yeah, the game. same game, and that's why I've not bought. The, and I saw, I remember seeing the Ultra Tinies come out yep. for the games that they did those for, and I thought, I don't need those because I already have. Oh, but you do. I, no, I don't. <laughs> I already have the game, and I like the versions I have. I've played them a lot. Um, I don't know what this blast off adds. I'll play it. I'll play it. If somebody offers me to play it, I'll yeah. play it. But I don't know that it's something I'll buy. I almost just... bought one, and then I looked a little more into it. And it's like, I just I just don't see. Yeah. I already have the game yeah. twice over. Yeah. So I don't so... think I need it. But we'll see. I mean, it could yeah. be there could be a twist to it that we're not aware and it's of. It's $20. I mean, it's the that's same price as, yeah, tw- as Tiny Epic Galaxies. Yeah, so that to me is silly. But So, yeah, no, I haven't. I honestly have not paid a lot of attention to it. I see it on Facebook pretty much at least once a day. Yeah. Um, and I, I well, keep, they're advertising heavily right now. Yeah, and I keep thinking to myself, I should YouTube a playthrough on it, and I keep forgetting to do it because I'm old and I fall asleep after I watch my first two YouTube yeah, you shows. You fall asleep that I halfway through watch. the episode, yeah. so yeah. I, I don't know how many times you've edited it already, but several. Yeah, this morning's yep. probably gone. So. Um, <laughs> the other question he had for for mostly you, a little bit me, uh, on our Kickstarter. So 
We, we already know that you don't do Kickstarter much anymore. I don't, yeah. Uh, you're very selective on what you do do, though. Yeah, if I do, it would have to be something that's so pretty special. Robert, he is on the, the opinion where he kind of wishes the Kickstarter exclusives weren't so much exclusive, because if you miss out on that Kickstarter, it'd be nice for other people to get that. Um, but on the other hand, he understands that kickstarting something, you're, you're, you're taking, taking that risk. Yep. Uh, how do you feel about the Kickstarter exclusives? Do you want them to be just Kickstarter exclusive and never available, or or how do you what do you what do you think? It depends on how they market them, but yes, I mean, general answer again, yes. If you're, that's what will sometimes that's what got me to kickstart Scythe. I think it was Scythe because I think it was one of the last Stegmire games or Stormire games that got uh, was on Kickstarter, but he offered. Kickstarter exclusive at the time, metal coins. And it doesn't, the metal coins do nothing to change the game because you also, in that version of the game, got the cardboard coins. Okay. Um, but the, the exclusive, I paid extra for those. That was not just, I mean, it was a level. But they were exclusive to Kickstarter, so if you didn't go to that level. So I guess that might not necessarily be an exclusive. The other thing that kind of pissed me off about that whole thing was that once the Kickstarter was fulfilled and the games were sent out, oh, here's those coins, the metal coins. You can buy them now. Wait a minute. That's not exclusive. And probably cheaper. And Yeah, more than likely. Um, so See, That's yes. a big thing with Kickstarter is you'll Kickstart a game, and then you're going to see it in the store yeah. cheaper. Yeah, and that's part of that is it's one of the reasons I stopped doing Kickstarter, too, is that was what was happening. The main thing was the marketing. They're using it as a marketing arm now, and I and I understand it. Nothing wrong with doing that. It's just not the way I would do business. Um, but, yeah, to me, an exclusive is an exclusive. You, if it's what might get me to Kickstart a game. If there's a really cool exclusive that I can only get if I do it on Kickstarter, like what was this one you're talking about? The the sky sovereign skies. Sovereign skies. Yeah, it sounds like those exclusives might have been pretty cool. Uh, from what I understand, they're promo cards. Yeah, but back in the but day, but it, it does not make the game unplayable. No, right, and that's that was the so point for I was me. Make. I'll never know what they are yeah. unless I see somebody that has them. And a lot of times, and this is another thing, those will become available at some point yeah. through Board Game Geek or somewhere else, or through Deep Water Game, or but deep, yeah, you know. But, a little but, more expensive than what yeah, you would have gotten as a backer. Even if you had, I mean, you may not have actually even paid extra. I don't think there really is such a thing as Kickstarter exclusive anymore. There used they, to they be. They say that, yeah. well, but okay. then eventually down the line, they release it an because example. you can make money out of it. Yeah, an example, though, of one that I think has been exclusive and stayed an exclusive, uh, Kingsforge. The exclusive was, for the first player marker, you got that really cool Forge. The heavy plastic forge. The anvil? I, yeah, anvil. Yeah, the anvil. But I do not believe that if you buy the retail version of it, even today, you can get the forge. So now I'm going to burst Tom's bubble oh, because I actually me. bought the retail copy and it came and with I the anvil. The damn anvil. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, so sad. Sad, I go back man. to my original point. of there, there really is truly nothing that's Kickstarter exclusive yeah, so, anymore. Yeah, because like you said. Because they, eventually they're going to release it. It's going to cost more money yep. because they can make money off of it. So yeah. it may be Kickstarter exclusive for a period of time, yeah. but eventually it's all going to come to retail or from a specialty shop, and you're going to be able to get it. Yeah. So I, I just... 
The only reason well, why to kickstart stuff is is it's it's fun. Um, there's a little bit of risk. It's kind of like gambling, really, to be honest. It is. Is, well, is you get that itch, it's like, oh, I could get this cool game, and I could get it before stores. No, you're, you're not. Well, first of all, you probably won't get it before. Nowadays, you probably won't no. get it before the store. You're um, going to get it roughly the same time the distributors yep. do or the stores do. Yeah. Um, you might get slightly cooler things, like you might get a deluxe version versus a retail version. These are the coins But that. you're going to pay more for that. Yeah. And that's not to say that you can't eventually get those upgrades. So, Well, and I was going to make the point as well. I believe that almost any promo that you would get at like a convention or a special event like that yellow thing that we went to, mm-hmm. um, or if it's at a convention and they have a booth where they give something away as a promo, I would bet nearly every single one of those promos within a year will be available through probably Board Game Geek yeah. in their geek store. Uh, they'll they'll release them because, like Joe said, you make money off of those things. Yeah, it's it's the only reason why you do that. It's that as a board gamer, as a tabletop gamer, whether yeah. you play card games, RPGs, whatever, it's that itch. You've got to scratch it. It's that completionist. Yes. Thing. You, oh, I have this really cool thing, and then you show it to your buddies, and guess what? Three of your buddies got to go out the next day and grab it. You did the same thing when I told you that about was- the. The bonus packs yep. from uh, Cedric Gollum. And I'm still sad about the fact that we can't get the ones for the other game. It's just I'm like, not. Oh, sad. I'm sad about it because that's a completionist thing. Yeah, but I don't have the other game. You don't have the other no, game. I do. So I'm good. I'll have to keep an eye on that. Which but is yeah. funny because it's the same game, yet you're getting the same promo packs. I could move the Gollum for the promo other... packs into the Century. That's Spice what's Road. funny is you're you're yeah. paying for those bonus packs yeah. twice. Stupid. I did so. pay. I paid for the game twice. You did. It's the same game. That's I, why I only have one coffee. Yep. But my, but here's the difference now. And I, and I, the second game in the Gollum edition is not going to be a duplicate of the second game in the Spice Road edition. It's a different game. Or is it? Well, from what I understand, it is. It's not the we'll same. We'll have to play it to tell. Yes. No. You, ha- you have it, right? I have the Eastern Mountains. Let's do that tomorrow. You have Eastern Wonders. I do. So... That would be interesting bring, to see have the to, difference between the two. I'll have to see in my fabulous game room that's all a mess right now if I can find. I know where it is, actually. I do know where that one is. I just saw it the other day. But um, I'll, I'll maybe bring that and see. But I don't think. I've heard that it's not the same game. That they they did a different. You know what I heard? Game. That Century Gollum and Century Spice Road were not the same game they either. Are the same exact game. <laughs> so, anyway. Okay. Callbacks, so. man. It's all about callbacks. <laughs> um. Hopefully that answers your question on our opinions. Yeah. Um, but that's that's kind of what we're sitting at. Is I, I guess I would like there to be exclusives, but I think Joe's correct. There aren't anymore. Yeah, there, I think there that's may a thing be more at one point, but they're not anymore. And and really, Kickstarter is for for smaller companies. Yes, it is a great platform. It's a great platform. For but small for companies. the bigger companies, it's mostly just for advertising. Uh, okay. I actually just heard something recently from Stronghold Games that. They don't need to do Kickstarter. We know this. We all know this is gamers. Well, Stephen Bonacourt told me that. They said the sales-wise, and this is why they do Kickstarter, is the sales-wise, it is a better marketing tactic to go on Kickstarter because you get more publicity. The sa- They have more sales if they release a game through Kickstarter than if they were just go straight to retail. Right. And I believe that. Well, he told me that. And that's... so that's a great marketing tactic, and that is what, like for gambling games, stronghold games... Uh, Queen Games, huge company. Yeah. 
these companies that do not need to do Kickstarter, it's they're not doing Kickstarter. They're advertising, and right. that's what it is for them. Well, and Gambling Games initially needed to be on Kickstarter. Right. That's how they started. And I believe that they're maybe the company that made people go, hey, they're still releasing their games through Kickstarter, and they don't need to anymore because... They're selling the crap out of this tiny epic game that they just put together, especially I think after Tiny Epic Galaxies was, and Tiny Epic Westerns. Those are the two I think that really made their names, their name. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe at that point, they just said, "Yeah, we're going to keep on the Kickstarter bandwagon because it's a great marketing tool." And I think that woke up a few people like Stronghold and some of the other bigger game companies to say, "Let's go on Kickstarter with these." Yep. I don't. I, I've said before, I don't fault them for doing that. I just choose not you don't need to, to i just choose not to you can wait yeah i'll wait and you're probably going to pay for it cheaper than the people that are kickstarting it or not i think with the with the terraforming mars thing i think and that's what finally by the way i think i've talked about that before is what finally got me off kickstarter was that terraforming mars did not need to go on kickstarter mm-hmm. and that's when i confronted Stephen monocord i don't think he's with stronghold by the way anymore Stephen Bonacore? I don't think he is. He's the president of Stronghold. Well, I thought he left. Someone was telling me he left. Somebody in... Uh, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. But last I heard, he was still anyway, president of Stronghold. if you're listening, Steve, let us know. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, or if somebody knows Steve, have him listen and let us know. And if I'm yeah. wrong, I'm wrong. I mean, I just... I Yeah, I will I'd, hold him down and you I can had, kick him in the teeth. Exactly. Which, yeah, I think you want to Which is do, right below the mustache. Which you wanted to do anyway, <laughs> I think, back when we uh, confronted No, him he's it. such a great guy. He is. He's a pretty nice guy. And I, that's the other story. The Flamme Rouge story is... I think I've told that before, where I thought I was buying the yep. base game, and it was a. And he said, "Yeah, bring it back." You're lucky I looked at that. Yeah, because you would have gotten so that back to your hotel. Oh yeah, I'm so glad you looked at it yep. because yeah, I still want to find Flamme Rouge though because that's a great game. You don't have it, do you? No, I do not. So if I can find it, I'm gonna get it. We'll play it. Yeah, it was a great, you, I would did, like to play you, it. Did you play it when we were at the convention? No, I did not. Okay, not deep. And that is one of Robert's favorites. It's one of Paul's yeah. favorites. A lot of European. So. Listeners really like. I mentioned every you know emails. I bet you most is it of the Flam email, Rouge or Flamme? Yeah, I don't know either. I guess I just it's not. Uh, how does Tom pronounce it? Lance Armstrong. I pronounce it Flamme Rouge because oh. that's how I heard it when I okay. was taught the game. Is Flamme Rouge? So right. I don't know. It could be either way. Option one, yes, Flamme Rouge. That actually, or be. option two, Flamme Flam Rouge. Rouge or Flame Rouge. Option right. three, Flame Rouge. I'm guessing Flame Rouge is not <laughs> correct. So, anyway. I'm going with option two. Okay. Tom's I, going with I'm going, all of the above. I'm going with whatever the majority of people let me know it is. Oh, that's who interesting. Might, who might be able to pronounce. You're going with the majority of people that tell you that Die Hard is a Christmas movie? No. That I refuse <laughs> oh. to you. That I so refuse you, to you're you. selective on what you go with the majority. Yes. Okay. Yes, I am, and, I'm a, and I'll admit it. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's that's our, our emails. We are yeah, going thanks, to... Give away our prototype of Zorro the Dice Game. It's a fun game, folks. So it is a full playable copy of the base game. Retail version. Uh, it's just we, we got it uh, for a review copy, and so we're going to pass it on to you guys. So uh, what do you want the phrase to be this time? It's got to be something sword-related, I'm thinking, or Zorro-related. Uh, maybe Intrigue Behind the Mask. I don't know if that's too complicated. All right. Intrigue behind the mask. And you'll win yourself possibly a copy of Zorro the Dice Game. 
Um, again, we're playing games all this weekend. Uh, by we, Never I mean play that game against Jess Hammerly. By the way, and <laughs> I am for sure playing games all this all this weekend. I Tom is going to join us as much as he can. Yep. Um, but it, it is a tabletop appreciation weekend. It's a bonus event. It's not required. It's just something that I saw on Extra Life that was very cool. Um, so we set our goal this year for four thousand um, dollars. I did that. Obviously, before I knew anyone else was kind of doing it around here, so that might well, be um, shooting for the stars. It's yeah. just one of those things where I saw it. Uh, I didn't think anyone else was doing it, so I was like, okay, well, this kind of still has to be done. It's it's a very yeah. important thing. So we shot we shot our goal for four thousand. We've already raised five hundred seventy five dollars. Whoa! Uh, we got an amazing donation from West Rock for five hundred dollars. That is their second year Thank in a row you. that they have donated to us. Uh, so we really appreciate that. And then um, this this guy named Joe keeps donating to this other guy named Joe. Yeah, I'm guessing somebody <laughs> named Tom might start donating to some guy named Tom too. But and so we'll um, you know, it, it is very cool. If you if you don't if you're not able to donate, join our team. Uh, I would love to see some more people join our team. Raise some money, and you, when you join our team, you can decide who you're raising money for. So you don't have to raise it for the for our area, raise it for your own area, but still be part of our team. Yeah. And that's the cool thing cool. about extra life. So, yeah. um, I would love to see this year to just blow up last year was, was, we did really well, but it was also kind of a disaster. Um, this year I'm really hoping that it's, it's just a really great community event and, um, we're holding ours out in T and I know T has an amazing community, but I would love to see our listenership, uh, be part of this and be, be part of this this great community that we're trying to make. So and I Robert, know there's a lot of people doing it, yeah. but and Robert, I think that you and your partner, with some planning, could swing a couple of airplane <laughs> tickets to the United States. Sioux Falls is a great community. T is a great community. Joe has a huge game room. You know, you know what also works really well if you can't make it in person <laughs> online. That's true too. That works as well. But you know, you know if you're really committed. So, um, also, you know, uh, I'm just going to put it out there that when Tom has plans and is not able to make it for a, a an episode for the show, um, I'm looking for a substitute guest host, co-host. Oh, oh no. That I'm committed would, to being here. Would be interested in <laughs> every week in from this point when, forward. When Tom is not available. That one just came up suddenly. So, sometimes it happens. So, yeah. Um, there are times where it just it won't work yeah. out. He might be sick or something like that. But if you are interested in being a, a guest co-host periodically, um, we can do it online. So if you're interested, send me an email, Average Joe's Gaming Podcast at Outlook dot com, and then we can we can keep keep you in the in the loop. So but I think that'd know, be fun. It, it's going to be about 10, 15 years before you have a chance. Just saying, because <laughs> I am committed to being here. Uh, every week we, at this point. We did do three consistent episodes, and then you missed. <laughs> and then I missed, but, <laughs> so, but it wasn't. Things happened. It was my fault completely, too. I was <laughs> going to say it wasn't my fault, but no, it was my fault nope. completely. And it's I, all right. I Not apologize. a problem. But I would do want, because I, I had put a, a note out there for listeners yeah. on Facebook, no, and I cool. said, would you prefer us to skip the episode for me to do it solo or for me to t- try to find a, a substitute guest Co-host. I, I did like your comment. Is that I would have done it solo, but I don't think anybody wants to see your multiple personalities. <laughs> I actually had pretty... this in my head. I was thinking about doing the show on my my point of spec, and then listening to the show, and then and rebuttaling then it and re- yeah. recording there, 
And I'm like, I could do it in a different voice, but I don't think anybody think it, wants to hear that. And the only one that would find it amusing is me. <laughs> well, and here's the both you and I, and I turned you on to this watch those pitch meetings. Yes. And they are freaking And that's basically what it would turn into. And it's Screen Rant. If you get a chance, go to YouTube, Screen Rant, find pitch meetings. They've got them for all these movies and TV shows. They are freaking hilarious. It's one guy being the writer and the producer pitching famous movies and just rattling them. I mean, he just absolutely... And some of them are good movies, but he just... He find, he picks the flaws. Yep. And it's hilarious. And just the interaction between himself and himself is very good. One of the better ones was something about... Uh, the other day I was watching it and taking off the glasses. And he's, oh, don't take off your glasses. That looks terrible, and just the, and you realize that they're he's talking to himself basically. It's very funny. And then they just did one I just saw the other day where it's this. I just did what I was told we were supposed to do. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, the one I saw was it was three people. Oh wow! And it was the first people to come up with names. Oh, because he would come in and go person, and they'd both go yes, no, no person on my right, no other person. He says, well, I'm the other person too. So finally, they came up with names. So I'm going to call myself, I don't know, maybe John. Okay, I'm going to call myself Bob. And the other guy says, yeah, I'm going to call myself Bob, too. Well, that <laughs> defeats the purpose. And so they, it was just hilarious. It was it was a similar type of deal, but it was him times three. Mm-hmm. And it was really funny. So if you get a chance to get a screen rant. But pitch meetings, man, God, they were funny. And there's some that are a lot funnier than others, but most of them are all pretty He does clever. a really good job. Yeah. So. I think when I first showed you those, we sat here just... Cracking yep. up, and then I know Jess and you would. But all of a sudden, Jess says something like "Wow, wow, wow!" When I went, wait a minute, you watching pitch me? She she got into it. I I kind of I don't watch nearly as many as her yeah. because I just don't have the hours, and so usually when I'm done with work, I'm tired. Yeah. So well, that's why I say I I'll, I have like think two or three YouTube shows that I watch regularly that I can get through, and then after that, maybe there's a new pitch meeting, so I'll watch that, but. Inevitably, during that fourth show, whatever it is I'm watching, I'll fall asleep. So I usually try and find something like a Bob Ross episode and watch that and fall asleep during Bob Ross. Then I almost always wake up. My TV's still on. Bob Ross is still on with the new, you know, whatever. We're on season 25 now. And I'm like, what? Wait, how did that happen? <laughs> so, yeah. It happens. But that's, I think, all I got. Yep. That's it for us tonight. I'm Joe. I'm Tom. Good night. Hey, do you want to play games for a good cause? Join Extra Life, a community of 50,000 gamers all over the world who play games to heal kids at Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Find out more at extra-life.org. Thank you all for listening. Hey, follow us on Facebook at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast and the Average Joe's Gaming Podcast group. You can follow us on Instagram at Average Joe's Gaming and on Twitter at Hammerly Joseph. And you can stream a number of different videos on YouTube. You can also f- listen to our podcast on Google Play Music, Amazon Alexa and TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, CastBox, Castro, Podchaser, Pandora, and SGP Radio.